Welcome to the new school. What we wanted to do was talk about the concept of authenticity and vulnerability in an industry that has typically been super buttoned up, super professional, and a little bit old school. Welcome to episode number 23 of the New School Video Podcast. My name is Candace Carlton, and I'm the head of advisor education. I'm joined by our CEO, Meg Carpenter. In this episode, we speak to Sam Gamel, who's the head of marketing at Capital Group Private Client Services. So that is the RAA within Capital Group. In this episode, Sam tells us all about the really new approach that Capital Group Private Client Services has been taking to help their advisors tell their authentic stories within the context of the brand. So what does it look like to humanize the brand with the advisors leading the forefront? How do you get them to tell the really personal stories when they're not accustomed to it? And how do you bring your whole company along with this new approach? Really exciting. I think for anyone who's wondered at how they can stand out when they work under one brand, maybe they're an advisor that doesn't have their own brand, or if you're a marketing professional and you're trying to tell the advisor stories within the context of one brand and struggling how to do so. We're really excited about this episode because with us is Sam Gamble, who is the head of marketing of Capital Group private client services based out of LA. Sam, we're really excited to have you because your uh, Capital Group Private Client Services has been doing a type of work with your advisors, which you call private wealth advisors, to really humanize them, create digital assets that are really authentic. And with the launch of your new brand, we see that coming through in the website, the LinkedIn profile, and even some of the social content. And we know Traditionally, this is a new approach for Capital Group as a whole, so we're excited. We're going to talk about all those things. But before we get started, we'd love to know a little bit about you. So I know you started at Kraft Foods with a consumer-based approach. Can you walk us through kind of your personal journey to how you became the head of marketing at Capital Group Private Client Services? Yeah, you bet. And thanks, you guys, again, for having me. I'm super excited to be here with you, Candice, and you, Meg. Um, so my career journey, um, I've been a marketer my whole career. Um, and what's interesting, I worked for a, a couple of small agencies before going to graduate school to get my MBA. And um, getting my MBA, I discovered brand management, which I was like, this is great. This is marketing, which I really loved because marketing to me is really driven by humans. It's driven by that insight, by that kind of need or that behavior that you're, you're trying to address and understand, but also brand management is about running a business. Um, and so I love that there was this function out there that allowed you to be a marketer, but also um, learn how to run a business. And so that's what got me um, to craft uh, after graduation. Um, and they taught me how to be a marketer. They also taught me how to run a business. Um, and it was great. And, you know, the first few years I was there, I was learning a ton. I really don't think I could be doing what I'm doing now without that experience. But I didn't realize it at the time, but it was a little bit of a wrong fit for me in the long term. And what I mean by that um, is this, it, it, 
early on in my career at Kraft, I was talking to my brand manager and it was a, it was like a motivational kind of conversation. And they were talking about how the brands that we work on have been around for a like hundred years. And they were saying, whatever's going to happen, you know, it's probably going to happen. It's really that five or 10% you could bring as the brand manager to really, right. Kind of put it over the edge. And I was like, Oh, that's great. Right. Like what's that five or 10%. And then you fast forward a couple more years and I was like, wait a minute, I'm only contributing five or 10% to the outcomes that's here. And what I realized was that, oh, like square peg, round hole kind of thing. Like it just wasn't kind of the fit for me. I wanted to be somewhere where I could make more of a personal impact um, on what we were doing. So started looking for a new role um, and Capital Group called me, which was wonderful. And actually I'm celebrating my 10 year anniversary next month or yeah, next month, which is crazy. I've never done anything that long. And what intrigued me about the opportunity at Capital Group was I had the ability to build something. Um, at the time, marketing was relatively immature um, as a strategic function for capital. So coming in, I, as an experienced brand marketer, kind of knew how to do marketing. I didn't know anything about this industry, um, but I was able to come in, teach the organization about marketing, build a bunch of really cool, lasting things, and then learn the industry along the way. And so at Capital, um, I've had five different jobs. Uh, so the job I'm currently in um, is my fifth role. And I've had a chance to work both on um, the side of our business that works directly with financial advisors and helps support them in their businesses, um, both in wealth management and institutional retirement. And then the last two and a half years, I've gotten to lead our marketing team for private client services, which is our in-house RIA firm, where we provide both wealth management and investment management services to end investors. So it's kind of a return to the direct to consumer uh, part of the world where I started. But it's been really, really fun. And I get to make much more than a five to 10% impact, which really gets me out of bed every morning. Well, congratulations on 10 years. That is exciting. Mm -hmm. We'll celebrate with you next month. <laughs> we love having a fellow uh, SoCal lady on the podcast with us. What was, I'm curious to know, like, what was your perception when of financial services when Capital Group called you? Like, were you like, ooh, I'm super intrigued? Or were you like, mm, not so sure about and services? Yeah. If you had asked me before this role, would I ever work in this industry? The answer was absolutely not, right? I mean, it just, you have to, you know, rewind a little bit too. I mean, this was after the financial crisis, right? And, and everything was kind of strange. And I had all these business school classmates, right, who were going through, um, a lot of this, and so I'd say the reputation of the industry wasn't very good. Um, but I've learned enough in my life knowing that uh, you can't just make decisions based on reputation. Um, and so it was actually really getting to know Capital Group as an organization and realizing like, whoa, <laughs> wait a minute, this, this company, the culture, the way they do their business, the impact that they make, um, to me, it was like... I, I made my decision more based on that than the industry itself. And what I didn't realize at the time, Meg, I mean, I was hoping, but it is such an interesting dynamic industry to be in. And I, I don't think I appreciated how much of that when I joined, I was thinking like, oh, I'll go work there for a few years, right? And then figure out what I want to do. And it's just been so much fun. And I got to tell you, my friends outside of the industry are like, oh, it's kind of nerdy. And I'm like, oh, you have no idea, right? The work is really, really exciting, really engaging. And there's always something new to do, which I really love. I think it's so interesting too, because I work with advisors and I love it. And if I tell my friends, they're like, that sounds kind of boring. Like, I don't really get it. But like the reality is like, I feel like they're intellectually very smart. So like, there's a lot to like that they see and do. And I think what people don't realize is like, 
their degree of EQ and empathy for top advisors is very high. So like they've got really interesting kind of insights. And as you think about your role, I'd love for you just to talk a little bit because uh, I didn't even know that Capital Group had private client services. I think that's like a hidden gem almost, you know, what is that department division and what, what are you helping them do as the head of marketing? Yep. Yeah, you're right. And I would say for, for a bit of our history, people didn't really know that Capital Group had this, this division of private client services. We're much better known for working directly with those advisors, which we still do, right? And it's a huge part of our business. But private client services, um, it really started as a family office for the founders of the organization back in the 70s. Um, they couldn't find anyone else. They wanted to manage their money. So they created their own, right, in-house. And that's kind of how it grew up. But what I think is so interesting about private client services and what draws me um, to the opportunity, as well as, as we've gone and done this brand work, not just for advisors, but for the firm in general, private client services was founded on humans. It was founded on relationships. It was founded on helping our founders make sure that their loved ones, that their next generations, that their legacy would be taken care of and would endure. And there's something really noble about that, I think. Um, and so the opportunity coming over to lead the marketing team uh, was a chance to refresh that brand in general, right? Because we have a phenomenal story to tell just as an organization and, and kind of what we really are founded on, what, what at our core we believe and the way that we operate. Um, so that was, that was great. We did this whole right brand uh, exercise um, almost two years ago to really refresh the way that we tell our story. And we didn't change the products or services we offered. We just had a better way of telling it. And it was actually informed by what clients told us they loved about us, which was really wonderful. And then as we, you know, kind of set that firm kind of brand and positioning, and, and you guys know all, all too well, a brand is, it's a promise of an experience, right? And we really wanted to kind of define and bring to life through everything we did, that experience that we know current clients get from us, and that we wanted to, um, help teach, you know, protect or per, uh, prospective clients, right? That that would be their experience with us. That experience though doesn't happen without our private wealth advisors, right? Um, and they are such an integral part of, of who we are as a firm. They are the tip of the spear. People hire private client services because of their private wealth advisor. And so we know how important it is to um, help those folks tell their story, help them build trust and build relationships with um, current and prospective clients and so what we really set out to do, and one of the things I'm most proud of, right, is the work we're rolling out right now, is how do we help our advisors tell their own personal, authentic stories to help them build trust, differentiate themselves, right, and really kind of put a stake in the ground in terms of what kind of experience folks are going to get when they come work with us. I love this theme that's coming up, and it's one of the reasons we are so excited to have you on this episode with us, Sam, because we all, the three of us, really share similar beliefs about the power of this industry to affect such positive change, and also that this is one of the most human industries that you will experience sort of across sectors, but there's this misperception, like we're all talking about, you know, we talk to our friends about what we do and they're like, oh, you know, my, my, my family's like, oh, is it like, are you an advisor? It sounds like a lot of numbers. Do you follow the market? And I'm always like, you know, it's really, I love what I get to do because my day is filled with like so much compassion 
and connection to people who are doing amazing things because they have such compassion for the clients that they serve and the change that they can make in the lives of those clients. And also as marketers, I think one of the things that we have the ability to drive change around is our belief in this human led human centered industry bleeds into how we know private wealth advisors, financial advisors, financial planners, whatever you want to call it. Um, they will be the most successful when they are empowered and given a safe space to just be themselves. So I'd love for you to share with our new school listeners sort of a little bit more about that work that you've been doing to help bring to light the amazing people that are private wealth advisors for capital group, private client services. Yeah. Well, and you, you said something, Meg, I mean, I think the same is true for anyone at their job, right? The more they can bring their authentic, real selves to work, the more successful they're going to be. Um, and it's certainly the same with our advisors. Um, so, so the work we're doing, it's not dissimilar to some of the work we actually do on the retail side of our business, where we work directly with financial advisors. We talk a lot with them about the importance of figuring out like, what's your value proposition, right? Like, what do you stand for? What is your brand? How are you going to present yourself to um, potential clients? Um, and we provide a lot of resources on that side of the house to help teach advisors. Well, we take our same advice um, in private client services. And so what we were finding is that, you know, the, the way that we help to support our advisors in telling their stories was pretty, um, pretty, uh, pretty boring, like pretty technical. Um, so, you know, advisors are out there, they're humans, right? They're interacting, they're introducing themselves, they're getting to meet people, find that, like that personal connection with them, telling them the story in person. Um, what we had provided them in terms of like, how do you tell your story when you're not in the room? Wasn't all that inspiring, right? It was a little bit like, hey, I'm Sam. I've been in the industry X number of years. I worked at these companies. I went to this college to so like hire me. Well, that's not exactly right. Um, super compelling. And so what we realized, and I think the the last couple of years of being mostly virtual has only accelerated this, but I don't, this need was there before that, is we needed a better toolkit for our advisors to be able to really identify themselves what their own unique story was, let alone then be able to express it not only in how they're out and about talking to folks, but how can we be there when they're not, right? Digital assets, um, you know, social media, other types of things. So the work that we did was really designed to help them find and tell their authentic, true story. And what's interesting, Meg, is that as we've done this, and we have over 40 advisors um, that we've gone through this exercise with, every one of them is so different. Um, and they have such a, a wonderful, unique take on the world, right? Why they do what they do, how they came to what they do, how they think about their clients, um, all of that. Um, so the work that we did, and, and I'll be brief in terms of the actual process, is it started with working with each of the advisors. We put them through a pretty rigorous workshop to really poke at them and have them figure out, like, what moves you? What, what is it about this? What is driven in your life, Right. What do you believe at your core? What kind of change do you want to, um, you know, help facilitate? And then once we got them kind of comfortable with that, then we started working with them to actually create um, these assets. Um, so one of them, and it's probably the most fun part to do is we've actually filmed each one of them 
um, and cut that into a, a little bit of an introduction video. And most of them are super uncomfortable when they get to set, right? They're a little bit nervous. They don't kind of know, but once you get them going and they're able to really just kind of talk about themselves, it kind of comes together and they all have super compelling stories. So we package that up in video form. We've put it into um, their websites, um, on social media, in some of our print literature. And again, it's really designed to help them tell that story that is much more personal to them and hopefully connecting with the, the clients and the prospective clients that they seek to serve as well as to tell that story when they're not in the room, which we know today is so important um, for our advisors. So I think for anyone who's listening, if you want a quick reference, just check out Capital Group Private Client Services YouTube channel and you'll get like a really good taste of it. There's some really beautiful videos there. And I think until you actually see that, you might not realize that <clears throat> This is really a new way of being and showing up for a firm like Capital Group, right? And everyone I speak to, like the reputation is so high. People only have like super positive things to say. But having that human like digital profile and that real like authenticity and vulnerability coming through is really a new frontier. And when Meg and I are talking to some of the firms that we're talking to that are all under one brand, because we'll work with for example, we speak to individual RAs really pushing the boundaries. They are the brand. So they're, they are really up and center. But if we think about a company like Capital Group that's been around for 100 plus years, whatever the timeline is, the reputation that it's built, what was that experience like for you, Sam, internally when you're talking about having your advisors tell their unique story and not necessarily the, the capital group private client services story, although it ties into it. And it's not just some scripted thing that they show up. A lot of the firms we speak to are afraid to do that. They feel like their umbrella brand equity is much higher. And so they don't feel like their advisors should be out there as, you know, as individual ambassadors, so to speak. Yeah, I think that's right. And, you know, the other unique thing, because of where we sit and the type of uh, business we are within Capital Group, I think it wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be to get buy-in um, to say, we're going to do this. Um, you know, on the, you know, outside of private client services within Capital Group, and I'm thinking more about our investment management um, side of the house, we really shy away from, you know, featuring a individual portfolio manager, right? It's just, it's not our ethos. It's not our belief system. The capital system is built on, right, multiple managers within a portfolio. And, and we don't, we don't subscribe to the star system, right, kind of thing. So I think really highlighting the people themselves, we, we've been, um, uh, it hasn't been at the forefront, right, for what we're doing. However, when you when you think about the business that we're in, in private client services, well, it's all about the people, right? Um, that's how we get hired, right? That's how we get the opportunity to serve and make a difference in our clients' lives. And so it was really important that we do what we can to highlight our individual folks. But again, and to your point, Candice, like it needed to fit under the umbrella of private client services. Um, and so we did, um, as I mentioned earlier, you know, a bunch of corporate brand work to really identify, like, what is the brand of Capital Group Private Client Services? Um, and then as part of that work, we really talked about, well, if our brand was a person, who would that person be? Well, it would be this trusted family friend, right, who provides advice. They would show up with a certain tone and a certain set of characteristics. And by the way, that just happens to match really well with the role that our private wealth advisors play and the kind of people that we hire here. 
And so um, it was pretty easy to kind of say to, to, you know, senior leadership, like, hey, we want to do this. Everyone was like, okay, like, good luck. The hard part was actually working with each of the advisors. Like, we're, we're asking a lot of them. And, you know, for anyone who's gone through this work before, this is hard, right? I mean, when you really have to sit down and think about like, God, like, who am I? What do I stand for? What do I believe in? Why do I do this? Um, that's hard. And I think that, you know, for some of our advisors, some were, some were believers from the get-go, some needed a little bit of, right, um, time to kind of get into it. Um, but I think once we started to kind of work and get advisors a little bit more comfortable, you know, telling their story, it kind of all comes together. Um, I think the other thing that we had to, you know, kind of help people get over a bit, and I would encourage, right, anyone who's listening who's thinking like, I, I should do this work myself. Um, some of our PWAs were a little bit hesitant to be so direct about either, you know, the types of clients they work with, the types of change they want to um, you know, see happen just because they were afraid they didn't want to like leave anybody out, right? Our folks are so service oriented. And so like, they didn't want to say, well, I only do this because what if this person over here needs me, right? And, and what we said to them was, don't worry about that, right? As you think about really crafting, you know, your brand and the way that you want to position yourself to future clients, you have to stand for something, right? If you try to cater to everybody, you cater to nobody. Um, and so it's really important, especially if the outcome we're looking for is a personal human connection that opens the door to building a relationship. You've got to be willing to kind of share that, right? And kind of, um, you know, pick a lane, not to say I only do this, but how do you kind of talk about your experiences and, and what's important to you? Um, so I think that was the harder part was actually working with folks. Um, we gave them a good environment to take the time and have the space um, and hopefully make it safe for them to do that. But like they had to do the hard work to kind of get there. Um, but uh, for, you know, if you guys go look at the results. I think it's been well worth it. And we've gotten just phenomenal um, feedback in terms of kind of the impact that's made. And I already have some anecdotes of like, yep, somebody saw the video called me and right. Like, um, you know, business goes from there. Oh, good. Well, I do think it's worth honoring Capital Group and the people and the leadership and the vision because you're there, Sam, you've been there for almost 10 years. And so it's sort of the world that you operate within and are very comfortable from an outsider's perspective. I hear you say that it was not hard to get leadership buy-in. And I'm like, that's so amazing because that's <laughs> very rare, very rare. You know, I think in the conversations to just underscore Candace's point, that we often have with other, you know, global financial institutions that they want to create more meaningful connection, but they're not actually willing to get the personal stories out there. It's still very uncommon in 2022 for a brand like yours to have the vision and the self-confidence and the belief in the human advisor to really put those stories out there. So, I mean, <laughs> and I hope that you um, know how special that is. And I also know that one of you know the things that we had discussed briefly is that to those advisors that feel uncomfortable being asked those questions and uncomfortable for maybe the first time in their career, having someone help them sort of expose, you know, why they love what they do, which sounds like that should be a simple question to answer, but really it's not. And we've all been through the process. So we know what that looks like. It's sort of hard to really look inward and to try to align your vision with your values in a way that gives you like this confidence that you've never had before. And I know that you really believe like in, in helping the advisors understand, like 
there's no right answer. There's no wrong answer. They, you know, personal stories are personal. So, I mean, do you have any like specific conversations that you can remember having, or just more generally speaking, like if you've had to, when you have been working with those advisors that have been a little bit hesitant, like, do you sort of share that with them? Like, don't worry, there's no right or wrong answer. Like, just be you. How have those conversations gone? Yeah, absolutely. And I might have uh, downplayed how hard it was to get this done. I think we got beat up enough trying to get the overall corporate brand work done that by the time that was over, it was like, okay, just go do whatever you need to do. <laughs> Um, but thank you for your kind words. In terms of um, getting advisors kind of comfortable, I'd say, like, yeah, like, I, I had those conversations. I mean, I remember both in, we would do some prep calls before we would film these videos, um, as well as on set. You know, I, I think, I think the challenge for a lot of advisors is one, like, they're not used to talking about themselves. They're so client centric that it's really about the client, right? They want to listen a lot more than they talk. They want to really get to know and understand the client to better serve them. So this idea of like, oh, let's make it about me for a second is like really foreign, right, to a lot of advisors. So I think that's one kind of observation. And you kind of have to like get people over it a little bit like when um, if you've ever, you know, worked on someone's resume or anything and people are like, well, I don't know if I should put that. It's like this is the one time in your life to brag, right? Like this is the time. It's a little bit like that with these advisors. Like this is the time to be able to tell your story. I think the other observation I had was that a lot of advisors, as we were getting into it, would be like, well, what did other people say, right? Like, or how did other people do it? Or like, what am I allowed to do? Or what am I? And, and I would answer them like, don't worry about it, right? Your story is very different from this person's story. Um, well, yes, of course, there's some legal compliance things we have to worry about. There's no wrong answers here, right? And so this is really about you. And then, you know, the other thing is, is we're not working with advisors who've never done this before. So I would also say to them, well, what do you normally say to a client when you're introducing yourself? How do you normally have a conversation? What are the things that you say when you're in the living room with somebody, right? Trying to tell your story. What are the things that really connect and help you build that relationship? Well, those are the things, right, that we should be pulling into these materials. Because we're not making any of this up. We're just trying to capture kind of your true story that you're already out there sharing um, just in a different type of way. So I think in a, in a way there was, um, you know, getting people a little bit comfortable and then helping them realize like, oh, like this isn't, I'm not making this up, right? And this is really, you know, about me and my own personal experiences. So once we kind of got people into that mindset, I think it helped them to, to get relaxed um, and really start to open up and, and be more comfortable in like, yeah, well, this is what I believe. Like, this is who I am. These are the types of folks, right? Ideally, I'd love to be working with. So, I mean, as I look at some of those videos on the YouTube channel, it's like, I feel so inspired by, you know, the degree of vulnerability and how each of the advisors, the private wealth advisors is able to show up. Have you had any personally, any shifts in your perspective or how you show up actually going through this process with all your private wealth advisors? Oh, that's a good question, Candace. Um, Maybe. I mean, I think there's, there's something really powerful and like liberating about just saying like, this is who I am, right? This is how I operate. This is what I believe. This is what's important to me. I think that maybe perhaps as we've, we've tried to help our advisors kind of open up um, and get a little bit more comfortable, perhaps in a way, I, I think that trickles right to the rest of the organization. Um, and as we kind of continue to create this environment 
um, both external facing, right? The stories we're telling, um, but also it's the way we live internally too. So I think maybe in a way, I don't know if there's been like a total aha or 180 shift, Candace, but I do think there, it helps you appreciate and I think helps you get even more comfortable um, with your own story, right? And your, the importance of being able to tell that and the importance of being able to show up right? Just as you and know that you have a, a unique way to write, contribute and help serve folks. I don't know if I really answered your question, but I, I, it is interesting to think about. And I do think, um, you know, our brand is built on people um, it, it, that's at the core of it. Um, and I think this work just helps to reinforce that and reinforce the environment in which we're already working in where you're showing up as you. And that is wonderful and perfect. And that's exactly what we hope to see. Um, because we'll all be more successful because of it. I think in my experience, one of the, um, as because I'm sort of on this journey and we call it the new school mindset and it is a journey, it's not a destination. And the way that we've set up our cohort-based learning programs are really centered around the concept of being able to have peers who can offer you similar experiences. And I've found that in moments of vulnerability, when you're showing up as your vulnerable self, when you're met with someone else who is willing to be equally vulnerable, it gives a sort of a permission and a safe space that you can't necessarily find if like you show up as your vulnerable self and everyone's like, thank you so much. How's the weather today? And if you put it all out there and someone says, thank you. And like, oh, doesn't it suck that it's snowing today? You're like, okay, well, I'm not going to share with them again because I just feel like they need to hear me, you know? And so I think that knowing the, the work that you've done at Capital Group Private Client Services to create that safe space and to really create an environment of the welcome vulnerability and the way that you have sort of some of these groups set up with the peer experience sharing and they can see it and they can feel it from others goes a really long way towards driving to the outcomes like to candace's point like go watch the videos on youtube look for yourself um i also know that you know you were telling some funny stories about some people within your organization who you know came to you and said actually like my whole life i've gone by this nickname and <laughs> I don't know why, but I was showing up one way and, and really, and, and I had a similar experience in my career, probably four years ago or so. Um, my entire life, no one has ever called me Megan unless I was in trouble and there's my mom, but it was always some nickname. It was some version. And, you know, like my personal email was always Meg. And so finally one day I was like, you know what? I feel weird when people call me Megan. I feel like I'm showing up as like a different version of myself. So like, please just call me Meg. And it was really empowering because I felt like it's not a silly nickname. It's my name. And it's what makes me feel really comfortable. And if people don't like calling me Meg, then they don't need to call me Meg. But like, that's where I'm going to be. And so I love that you've, some of your private wealth advisors have had similar outcomes where it's like, you know, call me Meg. Don't call me Megan. Yeah. Yeah. Which was, and it was unexpected in a way, but, but kind of the whole point of this was like, no, you don't have to fit in some weird box or some weird, I don't know, maybe that's like a hark back to my, my days at craft. Like you don't have to be in the box, right? You can actually be yourself. Um, and so that was kind of a cool kind of thing that's come out of it. Um, you know, with, with kind of that name piece of it, it's such an important, 
important part. And I think in a way that maybe helps them feel even more comfortable to then tell the rest of the story. Sam, I think like, here's the truth. Like you, I think, you know, also like giving credit to yourself. And I think like all of our career journeys, all of our unique life experiences and our personal stories culminate together and gather to what we're able to contribute. So like how you talked about, you know, when you were at Craft, you felt like square hole, round peg, you know what I'm saying? And because of that experience, you now are able to hold the space where you say, come as you are, you know what I'm saying? Show up authentically because that's really what you know from your experience, personal inherent is what drives connection. So if you are, if we have a CMO listening to us and we do have a big firm and they're trying to go this route, but you know, maybe they're facing some resistance in terms of, no, we need to lead with professionalism and credibility. And maybe we don't want our advisors telling our stories in their unique way. We want them to go by the script and to look this way and blah, blah, blah. What advice would you give them? <laughs> don't give up. Um, <laughs> it's hard, right? And I mean, I, I think, you know, we've been working on this brand refresh for a couple of years now. So it's, it's not like I just came up with this idea, right? And all of a sudden, like, I think it, it does take, um, it takes perseverance. I think it takes conviction, right? Um, in an idea and in a belief. And, um, you know, for us, when we had gone through this whole brand work, the, the whole part of it was people, like our whole brand was built on people. And I can't even tell you where we started was like so much less emotional and personal. And everyone was like, ah, oh, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel right. And then we finally like took a shift and, and, and really kind of landed where we are today. And we was like, oh, that's amazing. I have goosebumps I have. Right. And so I think because our leadership team had kind of gone through that journey, maybe we already like warmed down a little bit. Um, and they believe that, that kind of importance of, of the kind of personalness. Um, if you don't have time for that, um, you know, do what the, you know, show, show the data, right? We also did a lot of research and we asked, right? Our own clients and prospective clients, like, why do you hire? Um, who you hire? How do you choose? What's important to you? And it comes up over and over again. It's about trust. It's about the kind of personal connection. Like, yes, the, the firm's important. The service is important. The investment results are important. But like at the end of the day, you're not going to hire someone you don't trust. And I truly believe that telling authentic personal stories is the way to build that trust. Um, and, you know, you guys have been around in this business for a long time. Like you see it every day. And so I think what I would encourage folks to do is, um, you know, don't give up on that because, and, and especially in today's world, what we've just gone through over the last couple of years, right? The, the personalness of business, the personalness of, um, you know, an advisor relationship, I think it's gotten even more, more so. I mean, for goodness sake, you guys are my garage right now, right? Like this is the world we are in. Um, so I, I would encourage folks to continue that path um, because I think that is really what's going to differentiate you, what's going to make a difference and what's going to help you connect ultimately with your customers that hopefully you get to keep for a really long time. Sam, thank you so much for coming on. We end every episode by asking the question, what does the new school mean to you? <laughs> um, I love that. I mean, I think it's, it's everything we were talking about today, right? It's this idea that there isn't this one predetermined way to do things. Um, and that the more you appreciate um, different perspectives, um, different ways of succeeding, different, uh, you know, viewpoints, 
I think the more successful you're ultimately going to be. So how do we keep learning? How do we keep challenging? Um, and how do we keep evolving as the world spins around? Beautiful. And where can people find you? Uh, well, people can find me on LinkedIn. Um, uh, they can also uh, check out Capital Group Private Client Services at capitalgroup.com backslash PCS. And then for any of the financial advisors who might be listening, we also have a ton of business building resources for you at practicelab.com. So you can also find a lot about building your value proposition and doing other things as well. Thanks for the plug. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on, Sam. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.